0: Hello, and welcome to The Community Cactus. I am so happy you're here with me today. Today is a very exciting episode. It's the first time I am having a guest. So today, I'm chatting with DJ Luca Knight out of New York City. Like, who doesn't love New York City? It's the best city in the world. It's the Big Apple. <laughs> DJ Luca Knight has a podcast called Chill Buzz Radio, and if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend you pop on over to there after you listen to us here. Oddly enough, we met on Reddit. I know, like after my internet troll situation, you would think I would never go on Reddit again. However, I thought, why not try again? And this time was much more successful. So Luca and I actually don't know each other, but we have been chatting in the background and we thought it would be really interesting to talk about the differences between Canada and America. And let's see where this discussion goes. All right, guys, are you ready for it? Let's dive in.
1: What's up, people? This is DJ Luca Knight from Chill Buzz Radio at a New York City, New York, USA, planet Earth. And I'm here with Community Cactus. And... We're basically just going over different things about USA and Canada. Um, we've been talking about the presidential election and how all that's going on over here. I mean, if you live on this planet, you pretty much know <laughs> because we're the center of it. Everything, was, spotlight's always on us. I feel like the the reason the media attacks Trump so much is because he's the only one who's not corrupt and they want him out because they can't buy him. I've never been into politics, but reason- You
0: don't think he's corrupt? I don't have that view at all. I don't see that at all. I mean, what we hear up here about Trump is that he's hugely corrupt. I mean, he's a freaking racist. Uh, the things that he said publicly is just terrible. Like what? I mean, it's like, what is it? Um, Well, first you got to build the wall because you got to keep the Mexicans out, which we don't understand what the hell the point of that is. They're good workers and they're people. And then there's the Muslims. He's anti-Muslim, which is like a huge population in the world. And he said that publicly. He has no problem with treating women like they're nothing. And he sits there's like literally public record of him sitting there and stating that You know, all of these women in politics are horrible people. And then the woman who was involved with a child scandal, he's like, oh, you know, she's a nice person. I feel bad for her. And it's like the woman who's like raping children, you feel bad for. And the women who have like Harvard education that are in politics, even if they're not on your party, you condemn and call hateful things. I mean, he's just to me, he's like the most corrupt person. He hides his taxes? He paid $700 in taxes?
1: <laughs> it is actually a-, a Oh, community. God. That's the thing. Like, people are kind of blind of that. And I was on board with everyone else. I mean, I think Trump is actually a good president, but he's a piece of shit as a person. And that counts as being a president because the person you are means a lot. Basically, rating the type of mm-hmm. You know like you can't that's why regardless if Obama didn't really live up to everything he promised to he had a good attitude he was likable um I feel like if Trump did that same projection of just being likable wanting to be liked, not his people off he would be one of the best presidents ever but just the fact that he's unlikable and he says all this stuff I don't really think he means the worst intention behind it I don't think he's racist the whole mexican thing it's like it's just simply an immigration thing and they mix up what he says the media really twists everything up because for anyone who really digs deep into what's going on with trump and biden right now biden is really the piece of shit trump is a piece of shit but he is actually less of a piece of shit than biden and he's going to be a lot more effective it's like like people like He just made peace in the Middle East with Israel and the Arabs, like all this stuff. Like, yeah, he said the thing about not having Muslims, trying to ban Muslims, but that's because they're coming over here doing all this terrorist shit, blowing people up, just their ideology. Sometimes you need to put a ban on that so that they learn, you know, tighten things up, get strict on how to let people in and out or whatever. As far as the mexican thing goes like he was mainly aiming towards gang members and people taking advantage of this country as far as the woman thing goes i mean he he's only like that whole grayer pussy like that like he's only human he apologized for that he knew he was wrong it was (laughs) locked talk you know he didn't he was just talking in the privacy of him and some guy talking like behind the scenes and he wasn't...
0: Don't you think it's a double standard that that guy lost his job and he became president? Yeah, you I'm, know, the person he was talking with. Like, there's a do- definite double standard.
1: He, He's wrong in many ways. But when, you, when it comes down to making the decision, like, I'm not voting because I'd probably... I was going to vote for Kanye West, but <laughs> that's not happening anymore. But <laughs> I, I can't involve myself in it because... I feel like Trump is going to win no matter what too many people know the good he can do. And no one knows any good that Biden could do. Like if Andrew Yang or someone like right now, I want Andrew Yang to be the next president. That's what I feel like, because if he was still in the race when this pandemic hit and everyone knew his idea of um, universal base income was going to be like a home run, he would be president, he would be becoming president right now. Because he's basically like a democratic Hmm. version. He's like a businessman, you know, he's not a standard politician. And I feel like, yeah, he's like the the good side to Trump, like what Trump could be, but he just likes being so offensive, you know,
0: it's funny, because I feel like, we have such a we do have a very different view of obviously being in a different country and what they show us like in the media and i think what's interesting is you pointed out about the muslim and i just i have to touch on that because i have to touch on that and it's you know there's only one percent like it's like saying it's like lumping everybody in the us as a certain person and that's what he's doing with muslims and he's lumping all of them together with very very small group of them and I feel like that's where the problem lies is that his words have so much power and so much influence because of the role that he's in being the leader of one of the biggest countries, biggest economical, you know, forces in the world by not understanding the power of those hate, hateful words to people. He's really spreading a lot of myths, mistruths, because you can't lump all of one group into the smaller subset that is terrorists and the u.s has enough homegrown terrorists that you could classify the u.s is the same thing i mean if you really want to look at it the oklahoma city bomber was a u.s citizen he was whiter than white he wasn't a terrorist from muslim so of a muslim background so i feel like that's the part that we look at and go he's uneducated so he shouldn't be running this superpower
1: who should though i mean i agree like there's It should be someone better, but no one else better can step up. And if Joe Biden is the best they got, I'm sorry. I just don't trust him running the country. I'd rather have someone who's morally scum, but is actually capable of getting us through the next four years. If Biden gets elected, he's going to retire early. Kamala Harris is going to take over and things are going to fall apart because she's-
0: And why do you think that is- she's like I'm just curious because our, our what we see is uh, uh, we're getting a different I think just media in yeah. so we don't really see all of it
1: Of course, and the media like that's like a big problem right now like w- which is why so many people feel obligated to spread this knowledge because the media is hiding what is actually the truth and you wouldn't know that because I um I was watching Joe Rogan experience one day and like they were talking about Trump and they said that I think he was talking with Coley Culkin actually, and they they mentioned how in Canada they cut Trump out of the, the the um hotel scene in Home Alone two. I think yeah, Home Alone two. New York. Oh, did
0: they?
1: Yeah, when they aired that in Canada, they completely eliminate the Trump scene. Yeah, that's funny. So it's like I kind of. I actually
0: know, didn't know that. Now I want to go and check.
1: <laughs> I kind of already knew that that he was kind of make being made look bad out there but if you look just a month ago leader of israel said all trump you are basically you are a hero to everyone in israel at the white house this guy said that so they hide all the good things because there is many positive things but they just want him out because he's not corrupt a lot of people who don't really know wouldn't know until they dig into it you know and yeah, I mean, it's watch the debate tonight, <laughs> you know, like just after hearing what I said.
0: Well, <laughs> you can <didn't> hear anything. <laughs> Last time, all they did was argue.
1: Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. But I think he learned how he fucked up because he lost that debate. He fucked up after that debate. That, ba- <laughs> that debate was so bad. I want to vote for Biden after like I actually recorded my live reaction mm-hmm. just to see how it will go but it was so bad. I want to literally like vote for Biden right after, you know, I just heard your, uh, your, what's it called your, uh, episode 11 you put out about like the whole line thing and all that.
0: Then let's be honest, you know, that was, uh, it's kind of funny because that's actually just based on, you know, I'm in my late thirties and just reflecting, I feel like during the pandemic, a big part of time and, you know, things as thoughts and like reflecting on the past and relationships and different things right. And it's that kind of I saw the meme and it just went yeah that's like, I feel like I get pegged an asshole a lot. And I think that's from being too honest like I feel like people don't like honesty or like our little healthy debate about I mean, Trump versus like your perception of my perception who cares we can have difference of opinion know, but, but people don't like to have a difference of opinion
1: uh, the more you know me the more you'll see the truth and I'm actually a democrat and a lot of democrats are kind of opening their eyes right now and I'm telling you look it up <laughs> look it up you're gonna be surprised it's I feel like everyone's entitled to their opinion but everyone should know the facts at the end of the day you know and Mm -hmm. yeah biden is actually less trustworthy like trump is just in your face like fuck everyone so that's why like he has the image of being the the um the evil one but and he kind of carries himself that way so he does it to himself but no one's perfect. <laughs> that's the thing.
0: That's true. That is true. And I mean, politicians in general aren't <laughs> the greatest when it comes to just—I don't know. I mean, what kind of politician can you trust, right? In uh, the end of the day,
1: that's what I was gonna. Well, that's why every, the country elected Trump because they feel like they could trust. Mm-hmm. Him. And if you notice, like, like a lot of the the like a lot of the Republican, big time Republicans. Um, Who like ran for president, like people like uh, Mitt Romney and like John McCain's wife and like all these big time Republicans are supporting Biden, like everyone Biden, but it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like it's because they know he's not corrupt and they just want to get him out. And there's if you actually look on the Internet, there's like a lot of noble people with a lot of facts that could back everything up. And facts that show that the media is pushing Biden to be the fucking savior when he's just too much of a fuck up that he couldn't pull that off while it's being given to him on a platinum platter. And it basically is. That's what's going on. And he still can't handle it.
0: Silver platter.
1: Platinum platter. (laughs) You know, not... platinum because that's the president of the united states and if you're given you're being given that people don't like him for him they just like him because he's not trump like i don't understand how he got the nomination over like everyone else like he's losing his mind i mean if you were here you think you would not vote for trump you would vote for biden you can't it's hard to say right
0: i don't know you know what i have some friends who are and i've heard i have heard um very difference of opinions when it comes to that, like that our version of Trump isn't the version that is shared in the United States. And I think that that's, it's exactly what I kind of discussed. I can't remember if it's, if I've put it out yet, but just that how we're easily manipulated by the way that people present things to us. And we take what we're given, but like you said, you've actually got to look at the facts. And I've heard that for businesses that he's been really Really good in some of his policies, and that he's made some really positive changes with a lot of the business side of things. So, I mean, I've heard positives about Trump. I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't heard positive facts because that would be a total lie. But at the end of the day, we're definitely shown a lot more of the negative than we are of the positive. And the positive you have to find like that's not shared.
1: Now, do this look on your own because no one could really trust the media. So on, this is what I did because I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like I actually looked for reasons to hate Trump. I looked for them because I didn't understand why everyone else just is like so brainwashed when they're so blind to what's really going on. And I looked for reasons to hate him. And when you look for good things about him and bad things about him, the bad things aren't as bad as they make it seem when you really find out the full story and the good things They don't talk about at all and Mm -hmm. do the same thing with trump i mean with biden look for the good things. yeah find anything and look for the bad things and you're going to find a whole encyclopedia of that
0: you know what it would have been nice to see younger people also like i think that's also part of the problem like you've got two men who are pushing 80 years old instead of like some younger fresh meat with like a much Different view of the world than two men who are gonna fall over and die. (laughs) White men that are gonna fall over and
1: die. Sanders basically looks like a walking zombie right now, but he still had anything, you know? (laughs) Like I'd vote for him.
0: Yeah, he
1: did. Just because I trust him more personally, you know? I do believe he's.
0: interesting thing i was really surprised that bernie sanders didn't or sanders sanders whatever his last name is that he didn't end up being the one running i thought he had a really good trajectory from what we were seeing and then all of a sudden he was gone
1: right because the corrupt politicians who want a corrupt president are gonna do what they have to do to get bernie out of the race because i don't, i felt like i could trust him i would have voted for him Mm
0: -hmm i have a question for you that you just reminded me of do you guys ever hear anything about canadian politics like do you know anything about like canada
1: what's the canadian <laughs> deal going on do they have elections like do they just bow to the queen like like um <laughs> do they have a prime minister right
0: oh my god i'm so glad you got that right <laughs> I was so scared you're gonna ask about our president
1: the difference between a prime minister and a, and a president
0: in this case in Canada the Prime Minister is like your president I mean he runs he's the head of the country the difference is the title right it's the UK has the same thing they have a prime minister as well and I I don't know if it has to do with because we're a part of the the British oh what's it called now I'm losing my Losing the word there um, because we are under the British colony or whatever it's called, the Queen. But um, I mean, yeah, we have so we have a prime minister, but he is in the position wise. He's the same as your president. So he still has our government set up a little bit differently with numbers and stuff. But we have, you know, the House of Commons and all that kind of stuff. But we have more parties, too. We don't just have Democrat and Republican.
1: Yeah, we have more parties too, but none of them see the light of day. I actually want to, <laughs> I'm just going to do this for myself by the next election. I want to, because I agree with a lot of things on both sides and I kind of want to just propose a plan to the country, what I would do if I was president. Just just to do, who knows, I might mm-hmm. a great idea, could pitch it to someone who's worthy of of achieving that and now i just put a great president in the white house off of my idea that was a golden idea you know so because i do believe that if i sit down and think for the next four years i could come up with a great plan you know because right now i want to study politics because it's just so much of a shit show over there like how how is it over there like is there corruption conspiracies and like like, what's the Canadian government? How often is the election?
0: I think what's really funny is um, our conspiracies are, are kind of, I think would be almost more of amusing to you guys because like right now, um, the situation that's happening is our prime minister is facing a scandal and the scandal is around the WE organization and the WE organization supports uh, young people and getting an education and apparently there was some funding stuff so basically he the government's funding stuff and then his wife and some of his family members were getting money from this we organization and it just looks really bad so that's like our major scandal with our prime minister but really i mean when you look at that like it's about an organization that is helping people and there's some public speaking funds basically that they're questioning but it's pretty basic when it comes to scandals like that you know basically he's gonna say sorry and we're gonna move on we just almost went into an election but then the ndp backed the liberal party and saved us from going into an election and basically at the end of the day our government is way more interested from what it seems like is trying to save money during the pandemic so You know, if we weren't in this current COVID situation, they probably would have like gone into an election because of some of the stuff that they find problematic with our prime minister, whose name is Justin Trudeau. And they may have done that, but they're more interested in like, let's not put the people through this huge cost of an election and try to keep things status quo until we get through the worst of this pandemic. Now that we're heading into second phase. That being said, our elections are only 30 days. Like we don't have these two year long out. And you, he doesn't do all that stuff. We don't have to do that stuff. We're not allowed to do that stuff here. It's against the law.
1: 30 days. What do you mean by 30? 30 days? What do you mean though?
0: They only go out and like, I believe it's 30 days now making, I'm not sure might be 60 days. It's, but basically, Sorry. so you know how Trump goes on his campaign trail?
1: There it, 60 days they're prime minister for that's how long a term is
0: no 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 that's how long you can campaign when you're actually like running for that position so like in the u.s they campaign for two years
1: like out of nowhere just because they want to they're like oh let's have an election right now that's how it works
0: yeah pretty much so ours we don't have like two four-year terms But you can um, if the House of Commons falls, then we can go into an election. And how that generally happens is if there's a vote of non-confidence. So within the House and you have to have so there's 151 seats and you have to have over 50 percent of them vote against confidence within the House of Commons. And then that dissolves Parliament. And then when Parliament dissolves, we go into an election. So the prime minister stays the prime minister and he's still running but he would then be in a campaign situation where we would be voting for either to keep him or to change to a different prime minister. And to give you context, our, I can't, I don't know if he's the longest running, but like Jean Chrétien, who was one of our prime ministers was a prime minister for 12 years. So you can go, if there's no like set, like there's not only eight years, like if you're a good prime minister, you can continually be the prime minister as long as the house, Is voting in your favor basically?
1: Hence, though, when they this election sprouts out, like who who are like they running against someone at the house? So.
0: So we have different parties. So there's head of each party. So Justin Trudeau is head of the liberals, which would be the equivalent to Joe Biden, like they're very much like the Democratic Party in the US. And then we have conservatives. So most of the time it's between liberals and conservatives and conservatives would be like the Trump. So the Republicans. And then we have NDP, who is um, the new Democratic Party, and they're like if you want to sum them up in the visual context, they're like the union guys. <laughs> they support unions. And then we have the Green Party, who you would probably like, because they're pretty pro on all things green. And they've actually made some traction. They actually have a seat in the house now. And then we have, like, the Bloc de Quebecois. So in Quebec, it's they kind of want to be their own country, but they can't afford to be their own country. <laughs> so he never wins shit. But
1: why don't they have why not afford that?
0: because in order to break away and be your own country it's kind of like the whole brexit thing so if you ever followed what happened in england like the financial ramifications of actually separating from canada would mean that they would have to come up with their entire entire own government their own entire like financial they wouldn't be able to use the canadian dollar like so they'd have to start from scratch like you have to basically create a country out of nothing
1: have you ever been to the US?
0: Yeah, I've been to New York City. I love New York, but Chicago, it's between New York and Chicago. I love Chicago.
1: What do you like about Chicago? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's um a lot of good house music clubs out there. I've never been out there. I actually haven't seen much of the US. I've been here in New York City area forever. You know? Um...
0: Really? Oh, Chicago, you got to go. I go every year. Well, not this year, unfortunately so I go every year to Chicago. It is one of my favorite places, but I've been there so many times and the club scene there is fantastic. We go to Neocon. So it is a interior design um, commercial designers event and it's at the Merchandise Mart, which is one of the largest buildings in the US square footage wise, or it used to be, it's still top 10. And it's just all like interior design companies and suppliers and manufacturers and vendors. And it's a freaking shit show and you party for like three days and you come home still drunk but it's uh we always go to this one club and it's called howl at the moon and it's so fun and as a dj you can appreciate this it's a bit of a different than like a regular dj scene
1: there's a place called that a few blocks away from my house Bridget.
0: really okay so this is how they're set up you tell me if this one maybe it's like actually uh i don't know more than one it seems like kind of a hole in the wall. But there's a band that plays live on stage and you write you give them a tip and you write down whatever song you want them to play and then they'll play like pretty much anything that you want them to play and it's freaking people go ape shit.
1: that's what i do i, I was gonna work there right before all this went down
0: that's so funny <laughs> yeah so good times have you ever been to canada i gotta ask you that question have you ever been to toronto
1: I haven't. I want to. I can go now because the DUI I had got um, expired after 10 years. That was just for weed. I don't know if that would have mattered. But my brother tried to go to Canada. He has a DUI for alcohol. Him and his boys went up to Canada and they drove up there, ran a car and all that. And he got turned down because he had a DUI. So they told him like, oh, a DUI is a serious offense in Canada. Can't come. (laughs) So that that is crazy they I think it treats the U.S. like how the U.S. treats Mexico.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They don't let us come in easily. Like I heard about more than one person like off um criminal backgrounds. They don't let you in, you know, so um, I should be good now, though. You know, like I have like that was so long ago, but I've never been up there. Like I heard like a lot of people tell me stories that they want to move up there, like for so many reasons one thing i've always been curious of in the fucking south park movie they made like a u.s war against canada it's so absurd like you don't hear of canada having any like wars or like military activity or any of that like am i wrong like what's like the military <laughs> uh, <laughs> like war like no, we're
0: like sweden we're pretty, we're pretty neutral
1: that's the way to be in those cold places no one cares they just you know and go up there and chill no one really wants to go bother them it's like oh whatever they're chilling
0: <laughs> i mean i don't think we look at ourselves like as that chill but i could see why most people would see us that way because we don't really engage in like when it comes to military compared to the u.s i mean we don't spend very much of our money in military like the u.s does you know just like they're like 11 percent of gdp we're like three percent you know we're just we're not we're not a huge i mean we're not the superpower either
1: is that because you're so connected to to the uk that they kind of look out for you so you could kind of just like live in harmony or
0: i don't think so like i feel like it's funny because we're part of the british monarchy but i don't feel like we're super connected with like the uk or anything like there's not some i mean yeah the not the queen herself anymore, but like they come over and visit and do their little tours that we pay for.
1: She's on the Canadian money, the queen, right?
0: Of course she is our monopoly money. (laughs) Yeah, the queen is on our money. I mean, we are part of the British monarchy, but um, like she's just a figurehead. I mean, we don't really, I don't, I wouldn't say we have a lot of ties with the UK and the way that they're run by any means, but our parliaments and our government structures are pretty much identical in the way it's set up I guess that's where we're similar but totally independent
1: I mean the the U.S. and Canada is so similar the, the U.S. has their nose in every country in the world honestly Trump wants to end that shit and bring all the troops back and stop worrying about other places and worry about here first and then mm-hmm. worry about other places you know you have to take care of your own first and a lot of people are realizing that And he's going to get elected again. I mean, I hope he does. But just because I hope for the best, that's it. I don't like him personally, but it just is what it is. I feel like we can have that, you know, like the way you guys live. like when was the last time Canada was at war?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think I can't like I mean, I know while we've gone to Iraq and like with supporting the US and all the troops and stuff like Canadians have been there in Afghanistan and all that stuff but I mean we were more of a support, not leading the charge by any mean and we're more on that like UN peace side of things and trying to like keep things you know happy <laughs> if we're, we're definitely not an engaging group we're not from everything I know and I'm somewhat into politics myself it's definitely not something that we, we don't tend to go out and engage in those things, but we definitely support like the U.S. and all those things. Like after 9-11, when everything happened, I don't know how old you are, but I was in university when that happened. And, you know, we supported the U.S. when they did go after 9-11, New York. Where were you? I was, oh, where, where was I actually? I remember I was sitting at home, I was getting ready to go to class and my mother called me because it was after the, uh, I think the first twin tower was hit. And then, so my mother called me, she said, turn on the news. So I turned on the news and I literally watched as the second tower was hit live. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And she worked in downtown Toronto at the time and everything in downtown Toronto got shut down because shortly after that second tower was hit, they realized that this wasn't an accident because the first plane that hit, they were like, Oh my God, like this is a crazy accident that happened. Like they thought it was just some rogue plane or something malfunction. Like people didn't think when the first, first plane hit that it was what it was, you know, it was too early to say. And when the second plane hit and my mom was getting that, everybody was starting to have chatter, like this is intentional. This is really happening that so Toronto got shut down everybody got sent out of Toronto out of all of the the tall buildings because they didn't know what was happening air traffic was shut down I was like do I go to class I don't even know what I'm supposed to do right now like we were literally like in this state of panic when that happened because we didn't know what was happening here so I went to class thinking I would go to class but then we all ended up sitting in this it was called the sanctuary where they had the big tv screen on and we just sat there and watched in horror as like this was unfolding. And watching those towers collapse, like it was such a sense of like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's surreal. Surreal, like this is not happening. Like you see this shit in the movies, this shit doesn't happen. And even now, like I was watching Friends because why not? And I was, they, their opening scene always shows the twin towers. And it's just like, holy fucking shit. I remember watching them go down. And it's bizarre. Like, it's still, like, it's still this just weird, like, before and after of that moment in history. Everything changed. And that's kind of what's happening now with COVID.
1: Basically, the world will never be the same. I hope the world becomes better because we're going to be so on top of, like, a lot more things. Like, just, I feel like we're going to have, like, pandemic crisis relief. Mm-hmm. or like set up. We're going to be ready if something like this happens again. You know, we know how to handle it now. I feel like things will get good. It's going to take some time, but it fucking sucks. As far as 9-11 goes, it was actually my first day of middle school.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Well, we just showed our age difference.
1: <laughs> one eighty nine 89, it was my first day of middle school. Uh I was like 12... And yeah, it was crazy. Like it's your first day of middle school. That's like a big leap from elementary school. And it's like, I walk go to school and deal with that for the first day. And it was kind of crazy.
0: Did you have anyone personally affected by it by being from New York?
1: No, not really. I had a lot of other personal things happen to me like through my life. So, you know, like just family stuff. My father died when I was young not too long after that so i was dealing with my own stuff i got spared from that but you know a lot of other people didn't and just even like the ongoing effects of like the debris from all the buildings and it fucked a lot of people up cancer like just like the smoke and all the shit from the buildings it was crazy is there like any like i don't hear about any terrorism in canada does that happen at all
0: yeah i mean I'm just trying to think of, you know, it's not a lot when you can't actually think of anything. Like, for example, I don't know if you count it as terrorism. I mean, we don't, but like we have a bunch of Walmart that just got lit on fire because of the whole anti-maskers, which I guess is kind of like an act of terrorism in its own little way, but in a very small way.
1: What are the gun laws?
0: Oh, that was actually, I wanted to ask you guys about that. So in Canada, it's very, very different than the U.S. when it comes to gun laws. So there's no right to bear arms here. And I think that's one of the major differences between Canada and the US. Um, So like what's interesting, and I found this a really interesting fact because of being from Northern Ontario, but we actually have more guns per capita than I think the US like that's actually like registered, but that's for hunting. When it comes to a hunting license, you have to get a gun license and all that kind of stuff. But like my grandfather had like 50 guns and they're all hunting, like all for hunting. But we don't get like handguns or any of like you can't buy a machine gun at walmart here you can't really get a handgun and the laws to like get an ability to have a gun like as a personal weapon like it's freaking jumping through hoops like if you want to go somewhere let's say you have a handgun Is there a new- um you would have to no
1: no right no That's- who cares you know
0: but it's interesting because like if so it's changing here. Like we're having a lot more gun violence in the last year. And I would say I've noticed that because i never grew up with any of it. So now all of a sudden we're hearing, oh, this shooting or this shooting. And I'm like, where the fuck are they getting these guns from? Because to have a handgun in Canada is like almost impossible. Like it's really, really hard to get a license for a handgun. And if you want to put it in your car, you have to have a permit. You have to go like register everything. So there's a lot of illegal weapons coming into the country now. And we are seeing a lot more of it than we ever have in the past. So it's becoming it's changing. It is changing here.
1: What's the um the the drug trade situation like up there? Like this way we get stuff from Mexico, does it like go through the US and go up there or is like over planes? You know much about that? And
0: you know, there's I know that we're like we have a lot of cocaine and then we also have a lot of the um what's the one that every fentanyl we have a lot of problems with fentanyl as well which i think everybody does but i don't know where it comes from like from all i know it comes from the u.s
1: you're saying everyone does fentanyl in in canada
0: not everyone i said a lot of like it's where everyone's hearing about it you know it's one of those topics that comes up quite often so it's it's not that there's um I feel like fentanyl slipped in a lot of things. So what ends up happening is you hear of a lot of people who didn't know that they were taking it and then overdose on it because it was in something else. So we are seeing a lot of fentanyl cases, but yeah, like we don't really, I don't really know where it comes from. Like that's at how, all. Like, I don't, I feel like that's not even a topic of conversation.
1: Um, Long story short, that's how my boy died, Marty Marr. Uh co-creator. Was it
0: fentanyl?
1: I don't know, but um, he got some something off someone, and he, he, I would know him. He would party, but he would never do too much, and basically, whoever sold it to him cut it with fentanyl. You don't cut coke with fentanyl, and it basically mm-hmm. uh, killed five people in within 48 hours, so he was one of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of asshole people, you know, why, like, I just, um weed is all I need. <laughs> I don't fuck with all that other shit.
0: And it's,
1: No point.
0: It's scary, though. It's like, I feel like, um yeah, the, the fentanyl situation is, it kind of just seemed like, I remember oxys were a big thing, but I don't remember people dying from oxys the way that they died from fentanyl. And now fentanyl is like, the thing that's killing everybody and i get it because like, it takes so little to cause damage and to, or to kill you but it's like isn't that created by a pharmaceutical company so like why did they get rid of oxys if fentanyl's worse and that's what replaced it that's where i'm like whoa what the fuck?
1: yeah that's the thing i they just um i had an epidural in my my lower back from like a um car accident like last year basically uh, uh yesterday this happened and they tried to put me to sleep, but I didn't let them because last time they gave me anesthesia and put me to sleep, it was the worst burning feeling ever. But they basically did a local and they, they I guess they put fentanyl in my back. They shot it in there. Yeah, I was pretty like just out of it the whole day I got home and just passed out crazy as shit fucked me up like their doctors they, they did it for legit medical reasons you know they know how to handle like the right amount like you know you do you fuck up when a girl you can kill someone easily you know what I was kind of interested in was like the whole tax situation in in Canada like does that differ from the US at all I don't know if, if you know how it is here but
0: no the, the which situations are you cut out a- as
1: Far as like taxes go
0: oh taxes I mean,
1: do certain people get to you
0: pay it? your 13%
1: agent? Is it like, is there slightly more taxes because like the healthcare thing, like, you know, in certain perks, like, how is it out there? Is it pretty um, thing things out here? Or I don't know if you know how No, much- actually. But you've been to probably more major cities than yeah. I have. You already have. I, two major cities I've been to, uh, New York City and Philadelphia and... I mean, you want to count Stanford, Connecticut as a major city. That's it. No. Oh, so too sick.
0: More U.S. than you are. Well.
1: A lot, of, a lot of Canadian people are. I don't
0: even.
1: I live in the center of the world, New York City. And I don't watch TV, but everyone else watches all this shit. Is there any benefit behind that, though?
0: Well, in it's different. Like, I think we pay a lot more in taxes here from everything that I understand, but I mean, we do have, um, healthcare. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't worry. Okay. You just said that you had an epidural. How much did that cost you?
1: Nothing because, uh, I was in a no fault car accident. So it's on them to pay everything. And Uh yeah, so kind of,
0: that's that's good, I guess, situation. But if, do you know how much it would have cost you if you had to pay?
1: Probably like 3,000,
0: 2,000. That's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: I wouldn't even think about that. And I guess that's the difference is like when I have to go to the doctor or like when I had my son, cause I have a, a son and I never once ever thought about how much that would cost because I've already paid for it <laughs> in my taxes. I don't, you don't pay for anything When you go to the hospital have a baby you know that's all covered under OHIP, which is the ontario health insurance plan and that's every province has their own but it's all through the government and we pay a lot a lot of taxes to have that whereas i noticed in the u.s like there are certain places that people go i think it's like pennsylvania or something where it has like no tax or such low tax that like it's so crazy because people will travel to certain spots in the us and go shopping because there's no taxes but their roads are falling apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Like, I've actually been looking at land in the U.S., like, try to find, like, um maybe, like, a acre or two of land. And just basically, it could be in the middle of nowhere. I really don't care. But I'll own the land. And little by little, I could just start building a house. Because I have, like, a lot of construction experience. I'm an artist. You know, I kind of want to build a house. Fuck buying a house. I buy land. <laughs> you know, I know how to build one. Like, why not, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I'm very like city based, but kind of want to get out there, you know, like Alaska seems awesome. Like, like Canada always looked like they were between the United States just being like in the middle of like um, the mainland U.S. and like Alaska. <laughs> like what what's your like relationship with Alaska? <laughs> like is Canada? None.
0: I don't know anything about Alaska. All I know is that people get in shit because they try to drive through Canada to get there and forget that you can't have a gun in the car.
1: <laughs> I guess if you drive through Canada where you're like, oh, I'm just going to Alaska. Like this this is my country. I just need to cut through your country to get to my, to the other part of mine. Does that go like- The funny
0: thing is, <laughs> I feel like you seem to think Canada is like a little state. And landmass wise, we're- I think actually larger than the U S
1: huge, not occupied land. Yeah. It's yeah,
0: not all of it, but I mean to get from like Toronto to Alaska would take me over a week, (laughs) like driving, it would take a very long time. Flying is still like five or six hours. Like it's, I could go to the UK in the same time that I could go to Alaska. I guess that's where you have to think about it too. Right. Like from Toronto it's and also I love how people always think that we're so like north but yet we have like our prop like where I am is actually more south than like Minnesota
1: yeah it's a big country big country. <laughs> like do you speak French at all
0: no, no. <laughs> I it's it's uh, no we um
1: uh, it's
0: can, not like you mandatory
1: you have the aboot uh, thing a little bit <laughs> I noticed
0: I don't have the aboot uh, thing it's about <laughs>
1: You see what I mean? You just said it, but it wasn't a, <laughs> thing, but you didn't say it the way we said it. I know.
0: that. Well, okay. I want to hear you say, I'm going to, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want you to think of how I say it. So how do you say the front entrance way? I'm going to call it a vestibule, but it's, it's spelled with an F, F-O-Y-E-R. How do you say it? Go. Warrior. No. <laughs>
1: What do you That's, say? It's
0: foyer. It's French. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. yeah, it's French. Yeah. We're, um, you guys are French influenced. We're like English, but uh, Spanish influenced, I guess.
0: Do you learn Spanish? Is that requirement? Like we have to learn French, but we don't retain any of it.
1: That's how it is here because it's just so overwhelmingly all over. You know, it's just like a plus if you know it. Mm-hmm. I fucked up with Spanish like that was like my worst subject like ever same
0: with French I remember like je m'appelle and come see come saw and that's like it that's all I remember it's like my name is and I don't know this or that
1: (laughs) I could get around you know like on Spanish like if someone knows no English I could like you know deal with them like I know enough to like know that It's like, I don't know, I feel like at some point, it's just all going to be one language, you know, English is kind of taking over for the most part.
0: (laughs) I mean, you have to know English, no matter where you are in the world. English was going to get you everywhere, right? Ultimately,
1: I want to know other languages, but it just takes so long. The only way I could do that is by like living in another country for like at least a month. And I'll like learn quick.
0: Yeah. It's funny. So like I wasn't born in Canada, which I feel like is everybody's story in Canada (laughs) is that we're not like everybody's an immigrant in some way. And I actually am like Polish is my background. And my mom speaks fluent Polish and my family's in Poland. And when I go there and I immerse in it, I start speaking Polish again, but I lose it so fast when I don't speak it here. And I feel like that's, like you said, if you really want to be immersed in language, whether it's French Spanish, Polish, German, whatever, you have to be living it like every single day. Like it can't just be like a part-time thing or it's your mother tongue.
1: And the more you speak it, the more you like learn and don't forget. The less you speak, mm-hmm. it, you actually forget. And like, you know, you could know a language fully, but if you don't speak it, you're not around it. You don't comprehend it. It'll just kind of slip away. You know, my father knew how to speak Italian because his his grandparents didn't know how to speak English. That's all he spoke to them in. But my mom isn't um, Italian, so he didn't speak to her in that. And us, the kids, never learned. So happens a lot. Mm-hmm. If I was, like, around relatives, like my father was, who didn't speak English, like, I'd have the grasp of, like, some language. But, yeah, having been um, fortunate enough to, like, know that, like probably cool like living in a non-English speaking country and learning English because I feel like for the sake of the media and Hollywood and U.S. and English blown up all over the whole world it's just so much of a of a um, benefit in so many ways just knowing the language you know.
0: Agreed. I have like family that lives in Minnesota however you like to say it <laughs> and they're not allowed to have oh it's a chocolate egg thing that we have. And it's, oh my goodness, I can't remember what it's called right now. It's so funny. It's like illegal in the U.S. because it has a little toy in it. And they say that it's like dangerous. And I'm like, but you can sell a gun at Walmart, but you're not allowed to have a chocolate with a toy in it.
1: I mean, I know what you're talking about, like. It's like a choking hazard or whatever. But the gun thing, it's like if you're good to have a gun, have a gun. Like a lot of people have it for protection. That's why, like, so many Americans like love the fact of having a gun because they feel safe. Most people aren't violent; they just want to feel safe towards the people who are violent. But there is maniacs buying guns and and doing dumb shit with them, you know. And
0: that's, I guess, that's where our perspective is different. I was—that's a good question. I know I went from the toy thing, but why do Americans? feel, I guess, why do you feel so unsafe that you need a gun? I think that's maybe the question, because I would never think that I need a gun to feel safe. I mean, that's what the police are for.
1: This is what a lot of people look at as the best country in the world. People come here from all over and people want to live the American dream at any cost. And sometimes people are so hungry and people have these egos and the ego helps them achieve the dreams, but it also takes over their fucking soul in the process. And people get out of character and find themselves in situations that they're like, fuck, what did I just put myself into? There's so much crazy people. There's, I mean, there's a lot of bad shit out here. Like I grew up through some horrors, you know, like I'm, I feel blessed to be here and fine and happy and healthy doing you know, like productive stuff like this, you know, but I have seen like a lot of bad stuff, you know, like where I live, like where I'm from, it's not really too pleasant out here. I'm working on it. I'm like trying to always just trying to get further in life, you know, how is it like where you live? Like you live in a house or like in a, you say you live in yeah.
0: the I live in the country. So I mean, our community is it's small. So everybody knows everybody. And I mean, the most things we have is like, Teenagers that decide they're bored to break into cars. You know, like it's really minor. Like we don't, we don't deal with a lot of that. But even, you know, in the bigger cities around me, I mean, violence is so minimal. Like it's never been something I've been worried about. I've never felt fearful of that. I mean, we had, you know, somebody was shot recently that we actually know through friends and he died. And it was kind of like shocking because that doesn't happen here. So everybody's like, I can't believe that happened here. I think that's more of where we're at right now is that there's, there is a bit of a shift with some of the crime that is happening, but overall I've never in my lifetime ever been like, oh, I'm scared. And I feel like I need a gun to protect myself. I've never, you know, the most thing I've ever done is, oh, I'm walking, you know, in this T- this street that it feels like a little sketchy and I put my keys between my fingers <laughs> Like I don't know what I'm gonna do but I got my little weapon I mean that's like kind of the most of it I've never I've never felt that that fear
1: I mean for the most part I feel like Canada is a pretty prosperous country like I mean like it's not it's pretty good up there
0: yeah I mean I have no complaints
1: yeah, that's why they don't want us Americans coming up.
0: <laughs> build a wall! Build a wall!
1: <laughs> it's funny, South Park did a parody off it where they were keeping Americans out from coming in Canada. And, like, the president, prime minister of Canada, like, looked like Trump. It was basically <laughs> Trump-like parody. And it was, like, basically like a whole joke of um them treating uh, us like... <laughs> how we treat Mexico, but- um, I
0: think that's a very fair parody. (laughs) I do, but I mean, like one of my best friends is from Philly.
1: You still want to pass Trump, but Canada does that. They don't let people in easy. You think, what if Canada was here and had the Mexican border? It would be doing the same thing.
0: I don't think it would be building a wall (laughs) because we wouldn't spend the money on that.
1: They'd take the wall down
0: Canada would. Yeah. Where, you know what though? Canada sees immigration very differently than the U S and I think that's one of the main things too, is like, it was kind of right in our early conversation, which may or may not be part of our show today, but that whole immigration thing, whereas Canada definitely welcomes immigration and we thrive on immigration, but there's strong policies in place so that immigration happens correctly. And I think that most people I know are form of immigrants. I'm first generation, my husband's second generation. And then, you know, everything in between like right up to been here their whole lives. But I definitely think that Canada's like immigration policies are so, so different. And we also take refugees in, you know if people are escaping on a boat or something and it comes into a port, we don't turn them away. You know, they have landed uh, refugee status and then we work At that point to figure out what to do for them. That I think is a very big difference in our policies from like the U.S. policy to Canadian policy is U.S. is like keep everybody out have it all like make America great again everything's about America America but I think Canada is a little bit more like no we need to integrate with everybody because we don't live in that world anymore we can't live in a bubble we're all interconnected.
1: They sell you guys though but I feel like Trump isn't really against He's not ultimately against immigration. He's against illegal immigration. So.
0: But I think Canada, they don't look at it as like illegal immigration necessarily. It's like if you're running away from a country like um, what's happening in Syria and your country is bombed and your country has nothing left and you've escaped and you've managed to get here, then you're a landed refugee. And they will work with you so that you can stay here. They don't just send you back, you know, to like a war-torn country. And I think that's the difference is like, I feel like Canada as a country, we're a lot more compassionate to the situations that people are coming out of. And even though it could be like illegal in the sense of they don't have legal status to be here, they can apply to still be here. They don't get kicked out right away. They don't turn them away at the border. They don't lock them up. They don't get arrested, but they still will have to go through, you know, trying to stay here and they do get sent back. I know people who have been here for five years and they don't get their landed status and they do have to find somewhere else to live.
1: Well, you know what? The more Canada state stays a great place to live, the more other people see that they're going to start to eventually flood Canada to the point where it's going to become an issue for Canada. They're going to start it's realizing we got to do something about this. It's, it's cold. It can become like a real issue once it gets overwhelmingly out of control. And that's how it's gotten in the U.S. You know, but you
0: know what? There's one big fundamental difference, I think, that people forget. And I know this because we have a lot of Syrians that um, are here now. And Canada really, really expensive. When it comes to living, a lot of people, what they're struggling with when they come to Canada is the affordability of living in Canada. So it's, I think the U.S. has more opportunities for affordable living versus the Canada where it's really, really expensive. And like I, we have um, people that we know that has come here from Syria, not because they wanted to, but because their country is completely war torn and they want to go back like whether it's Lebanon or Syria, eventually one day when it's safe, they want to go back. They never wanted to leave. And a big part of that is, it's so expensive here. And they're just like this, like, I don't know how you people do it. Everything's so expensive. And I think that's a big part of what controls some of it is that you can't necessarily build a really good life here without a higher level of education, a good quality job. I mean, the average house price, just to give you context is like a million dollars where like my area and I'm not in Toronto, Toronto is like way more than that. Some of the most expensive real estate here and then plus taxes, right? So like New York is super expensive. Everybody knows that New York is one of the most expensive cities in the entire world, but you don't have to live in New York city. You could live in New York state somewhere and pay like a fraction of that. Whereas it's not really like that here. It's expensive everywhere.
1: All right. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think is the difference between being rich in the U S and being rich in Canada? Do you think it's like a happier life to be rich in the US is that why it's so much more popular and so much people like want to be here more or can you do more like are yeah. there are there any beaches in Canada?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, Vancouver is like the area that you want to be in, but yeah, we have beaches here. I mean, we have the Great Lakes, right? There's lots and lots of beaches. We just can't use them <laughs> all the time. <laughs> because it gets a little colder. (laughs) But when it comes to rich in the US, that's a really good point. I feel like one thing that I, as just my personal thought is like, if you have wealth in the US, you are afforded a lot more than you would be in Canada with the same wealth. And I say that because if I'm wealthy in the United States, and I want to, I have cancer, let's say I have cancer, and I'm wealthy in the United States, I can go and pay for all my medical treatments. I can get treated right away. I don't have to wait for anything. I don't have to wait in line. I mean, my money affords me privilege if I was in the United States, but here in Canada, it doesn't matter how freaking wealthy you are. If I have cancer, I'm still on a waiting list. I can't buy my way to the front of the line.
1: Another thing I was gonna ask you, are there any like pets in Canada? that are like unpopular, it's like other places people have like baby polar bears and shit
0: polar bears are on the extinction list i know i'm just where do you think i live in my igloo do you think i live in my igloo my house is an igloo
1: <laughs> my friend like when i uh basically cuz me and my friend like actually i read your email when he was here with me like we like uh listened like one of your episodes And we're like, yo, this girl's from Canada, community cactus. This should be the community igloo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that. (laughs) Okay, well, there is, watch this. (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because like, we know that the US has that stereotype about us. And we think it's really funny because like, literally, igloos don't exist anywhere in like the normal, (laughs) like cities. You have to be in like Nunavut to see that. But you're like, what the fuck's Nunavut?
1: Yeah, that's where that's where it is, right? That's good, right?
0: Not close, by the way.
1: What the other uh,
0: one was
1: uh, Greenland?
0: That's not part of Canada.
1: No, but is that where the igloos are?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think about Greenland, but <laughs> maybe it's icy, so I'm gonna say maybe. But I mean, I don't think like
1: look, it's okay i've
0: never seen an igloo does that answer the question i have never seen or witnessed an igloo (laughs) it's funny too because have did you ever watch um i know you're a little younger than me but jay leno when he had his talk show at night he used to do this like he would ask random people on the street questions and like he would ask them about canada and they always said the stupidest things it was so funny you're just like why do you guys like not know anything about us i do not live in igloo i don't ski to work guess what we have summer (laughs) cactuses can live here
1: who do you think is like the biggest celebrity in canada
0: justin bieber
1: it's him right
0: yeah (laughs) oh drake or drake drake too i mean
1: hip-hop artists Drake. yeah so you live in toronto
0: no, I live outside of Toronto, but I'm probably about the same distance from both of their houses.
1: <laughs> it's basically, I always looked at Canada, like if I ever flee the US, like if I was on the run and had to leave the country, like in Canada, <laughs> closest place, I'm going to Toronto, closest thing to New York, you know, who it basically is. Is there like subways and all
0: that out there? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I have been to New York City, so I can tell you, you would be like super disappointed with our subway system. It is terrible. It basically, in Toronto, it's like a U, it kind of like U's around the city. And we have, I think, three lines that run all of Toronto. When you think about like 6 million people, the subway system is shit. So you have to take the subway and then take a bus. Like you can't actually get everywhere on a subway in Toronto. I find like our system for that in Toronto, I mean, New York has got it like traveling in new york is so easy like just the layout of the whole city like you can you don't have to be from there to like figure out how to get from point a to point b it's simple and you can jump on the subway and you can get there and it's really really easy to navigate in toronto like good fucking luck you need a master's
1: oh my god
0: <laughs>
1: over here in new york there's like so many train lines i mean you you know there's like like i don't even know how many there's like 30 over 30. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's like night and day like your system. The city was built really, really well. Like you guys. I mean, kudos to the Americans that built New York City because it's fucking fantastic. Nothing here makes sense.
1: Right now you came and go in a bar.
0: I know I can't imagine living in New York City right now. Like for me, it's fine. I live in the country. I've got lots of space. So the things you can do, which is be in your own home and be in your bubble is totally fine. But like, if you're in a major city, like I even think people in Toronto, people in New York, like you're in these tiny ass apartments and you can't, like the reason you live there for a lot of people is for what's available to you. And you can't even access anything that's available. You're a DJ, you can't DJ. Like that's freaking crazy right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still do what I gotta do. You know, like we we make moves out here. Like we take risks, like there could be like big fines if like things go wrong but someone got to save the dance floor (laughs) you know it's it's, (laughs) that is very very much in danger and a lot of people feel the same way I do you know I know you like partying time to time like I heard that episode you were talking about like clubbing and like all this stuff so (laughs) yeah
0: oh I miss it like I mean, I don't go out as much as like, just age thing too, life, marriage, children, like you don't do that as much, but I still love it. And I, it's funny that you bring that up cause I was just thinking, and you can appreciate this as a DJ, like, will we get to go out and like go dancing and, you know, just getting all dressed up and going out and having a few drinks with friends and getting, you know, shit-faced on the dance floor and just having fun, like letting loose
1: no masks (laughs) like just
0: masks yeah like wear lipstick and actually be like see your face (laughs) like see when you know if a guy smiles at you or you smile at him not that i'm single but just like that whole like that personal connection and you know whether you're single or you're not single just going out and seeing people and smiling and not being scared of people like I went to a client meeting the other day and I went to go shake his hand and then I had to do the awkward like oh wait sorry like I can't even shake your hand like I can't be nice anymore.
1: So how how is like everything with the covid impact like up there?
0: It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's we're our numbers are increasing I mean we're in a second wave we we're compared to the us I mean we're doing much better numbers wise um but we are in a second wave here so Toronto for example is starting second like shutdowns again so we are getting more lockdowns and and it sucks a lot of a lot of really good companies that it breaks my heart. They're not surviving restaurants, aren't surviving bars. We just had this great wedding venue that was very, very popular that just shut down because they can't do their jobs. They can't host events, meaning they can't make money but they gotta pay rent, you know? So yeah, it's the devastation. I think we're not even on the tip of it yet. Like, I, I mean, we're still in the pandemic but I think what's gonna, and you're gonna see that where you are probably even more than here the the fallout from it is going to continue for such a such a long time and it's going to be terrible
1: so if they came out with the vaccine tomorrow are you taking it no i mean (laughs) like that might be the only way things go back to normal that's might be what we're doing Would you take it because if you really want the world to be how it was before think about it we take vaccines for other shit. you know like how many times
0: oh and i would eventually don't get me wrong but not like what I'm worried about is like that first group that takes it like, was it really tested enough? Are we like pushing this through too fast? It's more, it's more just like, is it really ready? I think that's where my skeptic- skepticism comes in. Because if you look at the history of vaccines, they generally take a fuck ton longer than they're doing this one. So I'm just more like, is it really ready? Like, are what are you putting in us? Like, are we sure it's not going to hurt us?
1: Oh, uh, well, I feel like what they should do is give it to the people who are most vulnerable. Yes, people, the sicker people, give it to them. The people who are scared and fucking it up for the young, healthy people who want to live in the world and make money and live their lives. You know? It's it's bullshit. I'm really like so over all this <laughs> shit, you know. And it's like it is what it is, you know. If I'm not doing one thing in my life, it's another, you know. And yeah, I hear you. Speaking about all these things, it's definitely like real important. Um, what's basically the, the situation with like PC culture up there? Cuz I really fucking hate it. It's so pathetic. It's so just like they're like like they're just so pussy with everything. Like they want to cancel everything. Everyone's so sensitive over dumb yeah. shit. And things that are good and have good quality people want to just you have a hard time get
0: we're having that big time too and i think it's i think that we're on the same page like i think you're seeing the same thing we're seeing and it's this it doesn't matter what you say right now you're terrified that you're gonna piss somebody off i mean we've got
1: any good examples from up there like any um like
0: yeah actually there's a really good example there's um so <laughs> I know you're probably like, who, what? But there's this popular talk show out of Toronto called The Social. And so there's that, and then there's another one called E-Talk. And just, I mean, whatever. There's a bunch of different hosts on them. And then the one host's wife has another show. So there's all these like these three shows that are kind of all connected through people that work on all of them. So this one guy's wife who has a show made a comment behind closed door and private uh, to some woman and that woman took it offensively. But basically I think what the, the matter of fact is this guy's wife's a bitch. She's just one of those probably super popular, like doesn't give a shit. She just didn't care about this person. and was like, fuck you, I'm not helping you. You know, I'm not helping your business. She wasn't interested in, in working with her basically. So it shouldn't be a big deal, right? Like this girl doesn't like that girl, doesn't want to work with her, should be end of story. Well, that girl's connected to a host on the social and her it's the same company that owns all three of these shows, which is why I brought it up. It's the same network. This woman that she pissed off in an email came to light about it and basically got her fired. So her show got canceled. They canceled it because she got pissed off at this girl. The guy who was on two of the shows, her husband lost his job because of his wife's comment to a girl who got pissed off and now cannot be on this other show and then this other woman it's apparently her niece which is how it all kind of ties together her niece is the one who got pissed off and now has gotten to like basically a husband and wife team who were very successful in the media social world you know, having TV shows and hosting e-talk and being on the social, they've lost everything. Like when it comes to their online presence, like being a part of TV, they all got canceled because his wife pissed off another girl and she had a little bit of power. And she basically stood on her soapbox and said, it it got into some issues that I don't even want to talk about because that's like a whole other day and I have to go pick up my kid in 10 minutes. But basically it was, she... She pissed somebody off and she got canceled. And then her husband got canceled. I'm like, fuck, he didn't even do anything. And he's getting canceled too. So this, this does happen. What do you think
1: like the biggest, like uh case of U.S. cancel culture is currently like of your knowledge, like the biggest like U.S. thing that you know of? Is there anything? I know of something.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to think, I don't want to get into the big one because I feel like we all know what that one is. (laughs) But I can't think of, I mean, there's lots of little things like troll dolls canceled because of a button. It's
1: ridiculous. People need to grow the fuck up, get over it.
0: And like, I think, and that's where we have so much stuff in Canada too, like with our historical political figures and they're like taking down the statues and it's kind of the same thing that's happening there. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't, we don't even have time to get, I think we need to do another episode just on that because in Canada, we have a really blind, like people are being very blind to the fact that in Canada, our history is, is the indigenous culture. That's the people who have really greatly suffered in Canada and we're not talking about it. And I'm not saying that minorities don't matter. They absolutely do matter, but there's just so much more of it in Canada, historically speaking. And that's where a lot of this cancel culture comes from is a lot of the race stuff right so it's I get it but at the same time there's such a big picture and we're looking at a very small microscope of it and I feel like there's a bigger discussion that's not happening and in Canada it's different you know we have a different history we have an indigenous history we have the the Chinese who made our railroad history like there's a lot of history that we're not talking about that's a real problem and I feel like people are quick to take a headline and then cancel something because of it without actually looking at the facts behind it.
1: Well, I'm definitely for all the indigenous uh, North Americans. I have to actually it's in my blood. So I hear you there. You know, people really are too sensitive. People like, as you see, I'm a very comedic person. People just don't know how to take a joke. Sometimes I remember like back in the day when we were younger, things weren't like that. And now grow up you get older you see people getting so sensitive and quality Mm. getting toned down just so it could like sell better like did you see like this last star wars trilogy like are you kidding me like that's what the world has come to
0: well you look at seinfeld it's just a comedy show from back in the day 90 percent of what they made fun of you could never do today like you just couldn't make jokes like that i mean everything is so watered down
1: and the biggest case of cancel culture is really how they're trying to cancel Trump like they don't like how he talks I agree with them but put someone better against him until then like you know he's going to get the next four years it is what it is but Mm -hmm. I feel like Andrew Yang should definitely get the next one uh he should be the next president that's who I'm going to push is the next person but I'm still going to build that plan what would I do for the country
0: Agreed. I do have to run though, and I hate to cut it off because this conversation is great.
1: But we'll we'll have the next one next time. It was definitely like great talking and everything. Then we gotta do this again?
0: This was great. It was such an easy discussion, and I think it's really interesting. I think there's so much more. We probably could have talked for like four hours, <laughs> to be honest, just about all the different things. So, thank you. It was like so much fun, and I'm really excited to do the next one.
1: And be good. Good night, Community Cactus.
0: Good night, DJ Luke. Good night. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode with chill buzz radio. What I really enjoyed about today's chat was that we really have a difference of opinion. He didn't convince me that Trump is the best person for the job, but I highly respect his opinion. And I think that's the point is that we can have a difference of opinion and that's okay. And you know, I did do some research and I did do some homework and I still find the facts are not in Trump's favors, but that's my opinion and that's okay. And I feel like what we probably would get into is a lot more of just the differences between the opinions of, you know, how Canada's run, how U.S. is run, and we'll have open conversations hopefully again in the future and just really kind of learn about each other's countries and even learn about each other's difference of opinion. And it's nice and refreshing to meet somebody who can listen and engage in a meaningful conversation about something that we do not agree on. And I don't think either of us are going to change our minds on our political viewpoints, but I don't think that's going to change the conversation. And it doesn't make either one of us less less of a person or less of an informed person. And I think that's what I really, really enjoyed about this episode was that it was two very different mindsets coming together and having a mature conversation about difference of opinions and not attacking one another, not, you know, walking away, not fighting about it, not having any type of argumentative disagreements because it's okay to be different. And that's the message from today's episode is it's okay to be different and to have different thoughts and have difference of opinions. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, this is the Community Cactus.